breakout. Break out your bongos, cause we had three goals from Mr. Arango. And we are defenders, it's Scarf and Philly, and we're recording live from Culver City. Defenders, happy Wednesday, happy Thursday, happy Friday, happy whatever day of the week you are listening to this podcast. We are coming to you live from the heart of Screenland, Culver City, California. This is Defenders of the Bank, episode 173. I am the self-proclaimed toast of the East Coast, and once again, the self-proclaimed beast from the East, Christian Philly Philemon. And with me to my right, my partner on this pod and my podcasting wife, J.R. Liebert, the tyrant of threads, otherwise known as... How do I get to be the wife? What I don't know. It rhymed. It kind of fit a scheme. I didn't Did mean it? that in any kind okay. of way. Right. No, no alpha, beta, no male, female. I don't know. It just it, it, it fit the scheme, dude. The scarf. Yeah, that guy. That's me. Uh, there's going to be so much Barry Manilow on this podcast, you guys. Here's the thing. As we were watching the game, right, it, it, was, it was bad. And then it was good. Then it was bad. And then it was really good. And that's when I realized, oh, dear God. There's going to be a lot, and I mean a lot, of potential opportunities for one Christian Philly Philemon, for one Christian Barry Manilow Philemon, <laughs> to figure out different ways to incorporate the hat trick scorer, and I'm calling it right now, you guys, with four games left in the season, the MLS Newcomer of the Year Award winner, Philly, what's his name again? We got to do this together because it sounds better as a duet. Yeah, go ahead. Chicho. Chicho Arango. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it never gets old for it, me. It, it, well, yeah, that's one of us. It's funny because it seems like it's gotten old for you, but it's, there's it plenty members of the millions, and millions that are requesting this no, and posting about it. it. It hasn't gotten old for me. It's just, man, is Chicho giving you plenty of opportunities to strut like a peacock right now. <laughs> and I love it because you know what? Scarf Stradamus might not have been able to be found at any point during 2021, but Barry Philly Manilow is definitely out and about, especially the last half of this season. Philly, though, can we just talk about Wednesday 5 p.m. games for just a second here? What a crap time. And obviously, we don't have any scheduling uh, say in any of this because it happened at 7 p.m. <laughs> no, no, we do not. No, we don't. We're not that, we're not that popular. <laughs> uh, but in Dallas, it was 7 p.m. So, um, Who cares about Dallas? <laughs> Clearly, their fans, the fans don't care don't about Dallas. Care. The fact that MLS is acquiescing to the schedule of Dallas. Now, look, I know Dallas is supposedly a large market. I have to hear about the cowgirls from Jerry all the time. Not a big fan. Jerry Reynoso is a huge Cowboys fan. But he's a huge hockey fan, so I let him off the hook. Yeah, but if you're in the same fantasy football league as I am with Jerry, all you hear about is, oh, it's America's team, Dallas Cowboys, let's go. Blech. Never been a Dallas Cowboys fan. And look, for all of you that are Dallas Cowboys fans out there, I don't care. There you go. Don't care. I'm not, I'm not a big Rams fan either. I like players. You guys know my love affair with the greatest living American, but I'm not going to go there today. Okay, it's not a football podcast. And it's also a family-friendly podcast. It is also a family-friendly podcast. But that being said, Dallas fans, you suck. Where were you? <laughs> your, your team, your team is, is literally going down a cesspool. More on what happened to poor Ricardo Pepe in a little bit. Uh, he ain't going to be poor he, once he things happen to him. That's for sure. But Wednesday, 5 p.m. games. I got off of work at 5.15. Thank <laughs> you to the magic of DVR. Uh, it's, it, we, I talked about like... DVRing games or like TiVoing these games. And my kids, my kids at school asked me what TiVo was. So I, I used DVR. I, I was about to ask show. you what that was too. I haven't heard TiVo in a hot minute. Look, I, I was said, this before or after the rotary phone? I, scarf? I corrected myself and said DVR to my middle schoolers. But that being said, and he likes to call me the old one. I, you mean technically by birth. But that being said, not by maturity. Also by maturity. Wait a minute. <laughs> but that being said, Wednesday, 5 p.m. No, thank you. Oh, Philly just pulling from a bottle of proper 12 right now. You make now. it sound like it's a bad thing. <laughs> no, it's just, we, we just started. I'm uh, trying to make sure Valerie and Nina and whoever else is around here doesn't have to wash my dishes. <laughs> We're not going to wash out the bottle either exactly, way. Exactly, which is why I'm drinking from it. It's easier than having a dirty cup. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, well, it's, a, it's a party defense. It, no, Come it on. is. Look, both of our microphones are in cups because why, Philly? Why are both of our microphones in, in giant cups? Well, because of the following reason. Yes. And that following reason is Scarf's favorite hashtag. And what's that hashtag? That would be hashtag like? Blame Philly. Yeah, I forgot the arms. Um, 
the things that you put the microphones on. <laughs> so Nina, God bless her, she uh, made makeshift arms out of big old coffee mugs. And yours is a bright gold LAFC coffee mug. So props to that one. Mine is a very nondescript white just coffee mug. I got nothing. But and these are what are, what are these in like are these are these microphone cases? Yeah, these are, yeah. To like wrap just, it around and obviously add a little bit of texture. We, and, we are uh, nothing if not high class here at Defenders of the Bank. We're going to drink a proper twelve. Clearly not high class. We're going to do a little this day in LAFC history. <laughs> you are drinking absolute juice. Uh, That's literally what it's called. It's juice. yes, strawberry edition is what it's called. So if ever you needed to borrow my man card, it's clearly available. Tonight. I mean, why does it look like you have like the junior version of the dude from Little Shop of Horrors on the label? That is. Feed me, Scale. Feed me, Scale. But yeah, it looks like Seymour. I like it. Sadly All right, so let's Seymour. get into some this day in history and news and notes. News and notes are going to be quick because, you know, the lights didn't play. So this day in LAFC history, we are recording this on Wednesday, October 20th. It is still game day. It is 10.22 p.m. Nina's brother comes in from the airport in about an hour, so we really need to be done recording this in about an hour. But that being said, let's get on to 10.20.2017. That's right, before LAFC had ever played a game, LAFC and Bank of California Stadium are officially welcomed to Exposition Park by its stakeholders, and I'm still not 100% sure what that means, even though that's on this day in LAFC history. We're the stakeholders because we beat FC Dallas. Also, I like steak. On the 20th in 2019, that was when LAFC held a 2019 playoff rally on Christmas Tree Lane. That was lots of fun. And on the 21st in 2018, LAFC ties Vancouver at home 2-2 behind a brace from the man who scored the first goal against the Sounders, Philly. Diego Fenerbahce. Diego Fenerbahce. That's... That sounds like a name I should use when I check into hotels under an <laughs> alias. Hello, I am Diego Fenerbahce. I am a representative of Avis. <laughs> <laughs> With the tie against Vancouver, LAFC earned their 57th point of the season in 2018, which was a record for an expansion team, and that is this day in LAFC history. Let's get to some news and notes and time number two of 453 that Philly is going to be able to do this. Philly, the team of the week in Major League Soccer for Week 30 featured none other than... Chicho Arango. Oh, that was so disappointing. Oh, see, see, uh, you, you were talking about how it I kind of annoyed. Up. I know, but I figured I would do the exact let's, opposite. Let's, I like to defy do-do-do, expectations. We're trying that again. Philly, the team of the week in Major League Soccer for Week 30 featured none other than... Chicho. Chicho Arango, popular right. from L.A. all the way to the Congo. I, I like it. He's really forcing these. And he's, he's also, by the way, run out of rhymes already. No, Except- I'm going to make a bad-ass Barry Manilow-style Copacabana Chicho Arango and song. The, and I, you yeah, know what? There's, yeah. one, there's one that's good, and Nina came up with it, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I, I, defenders, defenders, uh. allow me if you will. For how long has Scarf promised us the completed version, version one, perhaps two of version two? Brian, because I'm waiting. Oh, where for the Brian hell is to, the rest of the song, Brian? I'm waiting for Brian to complete his journey. So here's the deal: if Philly comes up with the Chicho Arango song before Scarf does Brian's song, Scarf has to do 25 push-ups. Okay. I mean, look, I can do 25 push-ups. Okay, let's change that. Scarf has to do 25 shots of proper 12. While doing push-ups? Ooh. (laughs) Stakes (laughs) are high, my friend. How to throw up. All right. So congrats to Chicho Arango for making Team of the Week for the Week 30 of the 2021 season. He joins Mamadou Fall, Sifu Atuesta, Vela, and Segura as making the Team of the Week twice or more in 2021. Philly also on the Team of the Week for Week 30, notching his 11th clean sheet of the season, one more than his LAFC record of 10 in 2018, and two more than his 9 in 2019 would be one Tyler Miller of the Loons of Minnesota. LAFC, by comparison, because I know you're wondering, has five clean sheets on the air, with three of them coming against last place, Austin, and next to last place, Dallas. You know, some of our friends have offered to drive him to the airport. I, At I, this rate, I'm I would offer saying. to pick him up I'm just from saying. the airport. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying he has 11 clean sheets on the air. We had mentioned that El Tree's U20s had called in Tony Leone and Christian Torres. Well, these two matches went just as poorly for their U20 squad as the others had gone that we reported about on the podcast. We found scores for the two L3 U20 matches last week that both Tony Leone and Christian Torres were called in for. 
England beat Mexico's U-20s 3-1, and then just a few days later, France beat them 4-1. But it does look as if both Leone and Torres got decent run in both matches, but neither of them scored nor assisted. Diego Rossi's quick Fenerbahce update. Fenerbahce fell 3-1 in that match that we were reporting on last episode to new league number one Trabzonspor on Sunday, despite a third-minute goal from Diego Rossi. Fenner picked up a red card in the 23rd minute, which all but doomed their shot at holding the lead. Philly, Fenerbahce plays next tomorrow, Thursday, October 21st, against Belgian first-tier side Antwerp in there. Europa League qualifying. And on Antwerp's roster, Philly, Sam Vines, formerly of the Colorado Rapids. He now features for Antwerp at left back and sometimes for the U.S. men's national team. Antwerp or Denver? Denver or Antwerp? I would like to be in Antwerp. There you go. Las Vegas Lights update. No games since our last update. They Which play means next. they didn't lose. They didn't lose. They play next on Saturday, October 23rd against OCFC down at quote-unquote Great Park in Irvine with a giant orange balloon. And that is news and notes, Philly. Let's talk about the game in Dallas. I shouldn't say Dallas. Frisco. Frisco, lovely Frisco, Texas, home of the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame. And if none of you knew that, it's because they don't advertise anything in Frisco, Texas, including the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame, of which Steve Chirundolo, current coach of Las Vegas Lights, one of the newest inductees. Yeah, our buddy Chris Lafferty, big shout out to Chris. I'm going to mention his name a couple of times on this pod. Hey, Chris. For a variety of reasons. He happened to go down to Frisco, Texas to witness the fight in Frisco, and he took a pretty cool photo in front of Stevie Chirondolo's little Saw plaque that. thing area yeah. with the defenders of the bank, Scarf, rocking his LASC jersey. So pretty cool stuff. Scarf, the yes. state of Texas yes. has been kind to LAFC this season. Do you want to know why? Tell me why. Because we have yet to lose yes. in the state of Texas. We absolutely disposed of Austin, and they got absolutely disposed of today. We managed to not lose to Houston, and we've been somewhat successful in the Lone Star State. So thankfully, today was another situation in which we could be that. Now, Dallas. We're talking about Dallas right now, right? Yes. FC Frisco. FC Frisco. Not a very good team. Not okay? at all. Not a very good team at all. You're going to go through the lineups. I am. Uh, really interesting situations regarding a, uh, involving rather, a U.S. men's national yeah, team look, player. Dallas came in sitting 12th of 13 teams in the West Philly on 28 points ahead of just lowly Austin and the fighting Al Rates. How do you inject some entertainment and drama into a cesspool of a season for Dallas? How about your best player and current darling of the U.S. men's national team, Ricardo Pepe, asking for a transfer after the season during the January window just about 24 hours ago? Pepe has reportedly drawn interest from all, and I mean all, of the big clubs around Europe. Hey, ex- yeah, all right, ex- Except for those that can't afford him, like La Liga. Uh, how about <laughs> Bayern Philly? You heard, heard of Bayern Munich? Yeah, about- they love Americans in Bayern. Yeah, Actually, right. no, they love them more in Dortmund. But uh, Germany, I was going to say is- Dor- Dortmund's on there as well. Dortmund, Dor- Dortmund. <laughs> Germany is quite friendly Philly, when it comes to Americans. Do I own Jorts? Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> no. The, now that I think of it about it, I think the last pair of Jorts. I owned was a pair of Old Navy ones back in 98. I love there it. you go. I love it. How about Liverpool, Ajax, and Inter Milan? They just simply call them Inter. Uh, they do. The, the people up in Milan, shout out to our buddy Lorenzo. Hate it when you say Inter Milan I, because okay. there's only one team, there, Milan, and that's, that's AC. That's true. And that's, that's Zlatan's team, if I remember correctly. Turns out that man at 40-something years old is still pretty good. Bayern, Liverpool, Dortmund, Ajax, and Inter are all vying for the services of one Ricardo Pepe and Philly terms are expected to exceed 15 million dollars on the transfer fee so over under his transfer fee is more yeah what would you say over under more than Alfonso Davies I off the top of my head I don't know what Davies's was what was Alfonso Davies probably pretty close to that hold on while while we stall for time I'm looking up and and you know what you should ask me that because Alfonso Davies is my favorite Major League Soccer. Oh, $22 million. Okay, so so about. here's the thing. Goodness. With with Ricardo Pepe drawing the amount of interest, you say over or under what Alfonso Davies commanded. I, I'm going to say it's going to be an even $20 million. 
will be the transfer fee. So under million. Uh, if if his was indeed twenty two million, and that was the first article that I pulled up, I, I'm going to say it's going to be a twenty million dollar transfer fee. By the way, <laughs> how about Diego Rossi? He might be commanding anywhere between fifteen and twenty million dollars. The way he's playing at Fenerbahce, he's, he's this isn't going to be a loan. This no. is going to be a loan to close. He, he is gone, and I think it'll be between fifteen and twenty million dollars too. But I'm saying twenty for Ricardo Pepe, Philly. Not much else to talk about in terms of Dallas. They have been but there is. a bit of a dumpster fire. Go on. There is. They, yeah, I mean, dumpster fire in the sense that they did fire their coach, Luchi Gonzalez. Yes. And that was, was it an unexpected move? I mean, I'd say so. They, they, they started out with such promising talent they in did. the beginning of the season. A really good academy. And it's pretty crazy to me how FC Dallas has a youth academy that is world class, but pretty much an MLS team that sucks well, you could kind of figure out the rest of the rhyme scheme on there, but pretty crazy stuff, man. And just one other thing. I guess yeah. you're, you're, actually, you're probably going to talk about it during the lineup. Yeah. I just think, um, yeah, interesting, uh, FC Dallas. No, I'm not going to steal any, any more of your thunder. You go on. No, look, uh, you mentioned it, though. FC Dallas has a ton of players. Imagine the roster on FC Dallas if it included Reggie Cannon, yep. who is in Boa Vista, Tanner Tessman, who really hasn't done a lot, but he's gone. Yep. How about, they don't talk about this a lot, an FC Dallas Academy product won Chris Richards of Bayern Munich. Yeah, that's true. They don't talk about that You know who else was a West or a, a FC Dallas Academy product? Walker Zimmerman. Weston McKinney. Oh, yeah, that guy. Weston McKinney, who's at Juventus. Never heard of him. <laughs> How about Ramiro Funes Mori at Villarreal? I mean, Dallas has guys coming left and right out of their academy. Porto's reserves have Johan Gomez, who's playing really well. There has been a wealth of talent coming out of that Dallas Academy. They are as good as it gets. And by the way, I have to mention this one. Shaft Brewer Jr. also coming out of the FC Dallas Academy. Philly took his hat off. Was he? Are you, are you reading Last Rites to Shaft Brewer Jr.? Which nah, I, just, I was just telling you not to blink. Yeah, there you go. You, uh, t- you take the FC Dallas Academy players that are overseas and you put them against this FC Dallas team, right, who wins? Right. Ha- and one last one, by the way. Not a big fan of this player right now, but three umlauts himself, a former Dallas Academy player, Nico Hamelainen. Shut the front door. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Nico Hamelainen. Dude, I do my research, my friend. Clearly. Nico Hamelainen. Uh, the-, the Dallas Academy is legit, you guys. And they've got another Always one coming. We're going to talk about him in just a second. He was, you know, I'll talk about him now. Why not? He was in the 18, didn't play. Justin Che. Justin Che, this kid is 17 years old. He is six foot one, and he is supposedly born in Dallas, but he has German ties as well. Bayern. What, Germans can't live in Dallas? No, no, no. I, I just, he's got, he's, he's kind of keeping his options open between U.S. men's national team and Germany's national team. That's easy, U.S., because he's not going to play for he, Demuncia. Well, he's six one. he's 17, he's a defender, and Bayern is snooping around the Dallas pitch. <laughs> smells like Bavarians. Right? <laughs> they have really good mustard, though. Man, do I love Bavarian mustard. Zenf Anyways. is what the German word for mustard is, Scarf. Well, well, we, what is Zenf. Zenf. S-E-N-F. Repeat S- after me. Zenf. Zenf. Yeah. Zenf. Zenf. I like it. I feel like if I lived in Germany, my nickname would be something along the lines of Zenf. If you That's happen to be at a store, like an international food market, and you come across this thing that looks like a tube of toothpaste, and it says, well, it's with W in German, they're usually pronounced with a V, but we're going to do it the American way. If you see Lowenzenf, Löwenzenf, get that stuff. What is it's that? great. It's mustard. It's spicy mustard. It'll clear your nostrils as much, if not more, than uh, like a tub of wasabi. Lewenzenf. Löwenzenf. Löwenzenf. You got it. Try it. I'm working Way to enunciate. Hey, I teach language for a living. I might as well be able to to parrot somebody else saying something. All right, let's get into the 18. Uh, Ricardo Pepe. (laughs) Ricardo Pepe. I I looked up and down the 18 for their star player, for MLS's star player this season. Didn't see him. Nowhere to be seen on the injury report. And nowhere to be seen in the 18. A real disappointment for FC Dallas fans as well, because it very well could have been the last time all, what, 6,000 of those Dallas fans who showed up in Frisco, Texas, could have seen Pepe in the home colors. And look. You're being far too generous with their attendance. You and I have talked about it, Philly. We have been able to see Alfonso Davies. We have been able to see all of those great players, Jaden Sancho and Christian Pulisic and all those players over at Dortmund. We have been able to see some of the greatest players in the world 
play at Bank of California Stadium or at least play against LAFC. Kind of a bummer that we won't be able to see Ricardo Pepe anymore because it looks like he's pretty much done with his time in Dallas. Yep. Can't, uh, can't, I can't say I blame him, but it's funny because you, every report mentioned, like even LAFC's, heck, even our one more sleep. Yeah. We obviously, Ricardo Pepe being like the big target, the big thing to worry about. You know, the, the question was, can we prevent them from building out from uh, the back and, and finding the youth and having the youth out stamina, our, our, our veterans? Well, not really our veterans. We have a lot of young guys anyway. But to read the reports that came out in the morning with all these big clubs having their interest in them, and there's no doubt about it, but he mentioned, yeah, he wants to transfer the end of the season. I would imagine he's a little perturbed himself sure. that he didn't get to play unless unless the club is really trying to you know they have their interests uh, in in the forefront where they don't want him to play because they want to, don't want to run the risk of injuring beca- himself because well not for nothing even though they were technically not mathematically eliminated going into this game nobody thought Dallas had a shot in hell at cracking the playoffs so maybe there's even that aspect and, but still a disappointment and you mentioned when we were talking before the episode that Wolfsburg has even already agreed to what's called personals so they've agreed to a lot of the ancillary stuff in the contract some of the some of the language started being agreed to by Wolfsburg so if they've agreed to it with them who knows what he's working with anybody else but you know I, I do have to say Philly if you're still in it why not play Ricardo Pepe? 12,532. Is the attendance? That's their attendance. 12,532. Okay. It sure looked like 2,532. Well, that's how many tickets sold. <laughs> yeah, I of think. course. Well, well, there's well, season ticket holders and stuff there. We'll go with that. All right, let's run down the lineup. We got Marco Feruzzi. You mentioned Luchi Gonzalez fired September 19th, replaced by Marco Feruzzi, the director of, was it sporting operations? I, I don't know. Look. Marco Fruz is in a job he doesn't even want at this point. He's worked with the Dallas uh, organization for quite some time. He is the current manager, and he is obviously riding out the Titanic before it sinks in about four <laughs> games. He may be playing the violin. What or... do they drink on the Titanic scarf? You tell me. Sanka. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, let's round out the 11 for Dallas goalkeeper number 99, because they have a 99, so I have a soft spot in my heart for anybody that wears number 99. Brazilian Felipe Megiolaro, who took over at the end of August. Seven matches he's played, Philly, and in five of those seven, including tonight, Three goals. Way to go. Ryan Hollingshead, the pride of Granite Bay, California. Shout out to my buddy Rick, who doesn't listen to our podcast, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Spanish defender Jose Antonio somebody who doesn't Martinez. I know, we always say, hey, we know you listen to the <laughs> No, my buddy Rick could care less about our podcast. Spanish defender Jose Antonio Martinez. Carmel, New York's own Matt Hedges. Philly, I don't even know where that is. You, you have any no stories about Carmel? Philly's going to Google Hold that. Hold on, I got to Google that. Like I know where Carmel, Indiana is. Matt Carmel, Hedges, one of the most decorated players, Philly, in FC Dallas history. Over 275 matches played. And I believe he has crossed the 25,000-minute mark, or at least close, for FC Dallas in his career. Do we have any idea yet? As I'm stalling, where Carmel, New York is located on the Google Maps. Yeah. It's by Brewster, not too far from Danbury, Connecticut, oh, so where one panda resided so for a little I'm, while. I should know this. It's by White Plains then, where my family is from. Look yeah, at that. Yeah, you're probably like borderline Putnam County there, not too far from Poughkeepsie. Westchester County, maybe? Let's do it. It's Canada. Anything north oh, of the Bronx, brother, God, it's Canada. That's so not true. I hate it when you say that. Emmanuel Tuamasi from Accra, Ghana, home of Latif Blessing and Quadwa Opoku. Edwin Cerillo, homegrown from Waco. And I'm sorry, all I can still think of is Waco, from Waco is that David Koresh whole thing that we happened. We ain't coming out. Yeah, right. What a cookout. <laughs> a couple other fun acronyms. You know what else is in Waco, Texas, though, Scarf? Oh, uh, isn't, where's Baylor? Baylor is in Waco, but uh, the Dr. Pepper Museum. Okay. I've been there. Uh, it- I once owned a t-shirt from there. Wouldn't it's like, kind of cool. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Uh, I love Dr. Pepper, at least when I was a kid. That is a definite Midwest thing. I have never liked Dr. Pepper. I don't even like the Jelly Belly Dr. Pepper. Oh, you're one of those Mr. Pib fools. No, aren't you? not even a little bit. I like, weirdly enough, I don't drink a lot of soda, but if I'm going to pick one soda, vanilla Coke. Vanilla Coke is my go to. Oh, uh, yeah. Cavity City. Uh, because oh, Dr. Pepper's so much better. It has 29 hey, it's what herbs the doctor and spices ordered. or whatever. My goodness. 
Edwin Cerillo, like we said, homegrown from Waco. Brandon Cervania, who could be one of the next to go. He's from the soccer hotbed of Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> homegrown Paxton Pomacall, who doesn't appear to be living up to any of the hype from a couple of years ago. 20-year-old Jesus Ferreira, Colombian hot air Obreon, and the 33-year-old Argentinian Franco Hara, because when you grow up in the same country as Lionel Messi, you hope to someday be playing out the string in Frisco, Texas. <laughs> That's the lineup for FC Dallas, Philly. What about the black and gold? All right. So real quick, we'll talk about some injuries and a couple of questionable characters. And questionable characters, we'll start out with Carlos Vela. I'm, I'm right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one right to the, uh, to the right of me. Carlos Vela, a questionable character. His appearance this season, questionable. His departure from the club, who knows, questionable. Whether or not he'll be here next season questionable 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 carlos vela carlos vela is questionable who said three new dps yeah. i didn't say three new dps oh no oh sorry go on oh edward atuesta another questionable player shoulder injury there i mean we know a lot of the other injuries that uh, are on this list i don't want to necessarily go into the things that you already know but in case you didn't know or were wondering where poncho was how come we don't free poncho Poncho, there's nothing going to be free about Poncho because Poncho messed up his MCL, if Ugh. I'm not mistaken, which is why he was subbed out at the half during the previous matchup against the San Jose Earthquake. So that is where Poncho Janela is. So now that we've talked about who's questionable and who's out, let's talk about who's in. In between the pipes, we got Blackman. Backline, we got Blackman. Blackman and Blackman, it is not a law firm. It's <laughs> a nice law firm. I like it. <laughs> Mama Dufal, Murray, Cheeky Palacios making his first start since coming back from international duty. And I do say duty with a tongue-in-cheek, poop-eating grin on my face. Latif Blessing, Jose Cifuentes, Danny Chrysostomo. Did you say who, you eat poop? No. <laughs> he, he called the it poop. <laughs> Danny Chrysostomo, who uh, had a cup of coffee in today's matchup. Marco Farfan, who enjoyed that same cup of coffee as Daniel Chrysostomo. Chicho Arango, who up to this point, defenders, since, and I, these are notes stolen right from LAFC, stolen indeed, but I'm giving them a shout out so it's not stolen, it's more Yay. like borrowed. Since his arrival on August the 8th, Chicho has contributed to 68% of all of LAFC's goals. Philly, I'm going to make a prediction. Over or under? After today's match, that number goes up. Ooh, prediction. I, I, maybe I, nah, I'd better get a lottery ticket. Scarfer <laughs> Domus might rear his head. And then rounding out the field, Brian... I make a lot of money, but got subbed out for an $85,000 forward, Brian. Oh, shout, out, it, shout out to Oliver Masovsky, by the way. We miss you, buddy. No, I mean, I, I, I don't say that as a, as a ding on Moose. I say that as a ding on Brian's <laughs> performance, but that's something else. He, he was upset when he came out, too. He was. All right. Uh, so, the bench. Romero, so Harvey, say, Moose, Ibiaga, Jennings, Edwards, Duke, Moon, Michi. And I'm done. I, I'm not going to lie. I would like to say one quick thing. I liked Cal Jennings finally being featured in the 18 for LAFC. We've been shipping him off to Las Vegas for quite some time. And yes, I know we didn't have a game today, but there was a little bit of me, Philly, that thought that maybe instead of bringing on Danny Musovsky, they bring on Cal Jennings. But look, I appreciate all the moves that Bob made tonight. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Let's get to the kick. Philly, I'm not going to lie. I got off work about four or five minutes into the opening kick. So I didn't see the first four or five minutes of the match until we watched it on replay. I didn't see the first half. Stuck in traffic. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say something right now that won't surprise anybody that watched the match and definitely won't surprise anybody who watched the first 25 minutes more than anything else. I think this is the worst, the absolute worst Opening 25 minutes in the four years of our club's short history. They were awful. Wait, how, how many minutes? 25 minutes. You sure you wouldn't say 48? No, I, I'm going to say 25 because we'll, we'll talk about what happens in the 26th minute in just a second. Okay. Look, there, there were a couple of things that happened in the first 25 minutes. In the seventh minute, despite coming out flat on our face... It's actually Brian Rodriguez with the first good yep. chance. LAFC and Brian, he, he kind of knifes down that left-hand side. Didn't leave a whole lot of space. So good good defending, good keeping by Dallas. What's well, a good keeping? I mean, if there was a hand not on the ball, that shot by the trajectory of it looked like it would hit the post anyway. Yeah, but you know what? He cut off the angle. Keeping did what they had to do. Forced Brian as far down as possible. Ah, it was a good idea. Yeah, there you go. So Bob always talks about ideas, right? So there you go. 
in the 10th minute. And I mean, it, it, I'm surprised it didn't happen a little sooner. Surprised it didn't happen more and more after. In the 10th minute, the sheer lethargy is what I wrote. The sheer lethargy from LAFC finally bites them in the buttock, sir, as Ryan Hollingshead puts one in the back of the net for Dallas. Dallas leading one nothing. And I said this in my notes, Philly. It feels like we're about to get blown out tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, Ra- Ra- Ryan Hollingshead is, was one heck of a potent goal-scoring machine for FC Dallas with a whopping one goal on the season. And the goal that he had, the, the way that the ball threaded through, the way that the ball Ugh. got to him, it was like every single LAFC defender was back there. Ugh. And yet somehow, every uh, several, uh, half a dozen needles were threaded through. How does that happen? One or two, I get that. But when you're counting four, five, six defenders, Mama Dufal didn't make a bit of... Uh, didn't have you know any any effort in terms of trying to block that, and then Jamal Blackman. I mean, was he? Was they catch him sleeping or something? Like he's a bit flat-footed on that. Didn't even really make an attempt to stop the ball. Philly, let, me, let me ask you a quick question. Let's fast forward to the end of the match for just a second here. <laughs> Name me the time that Jamal Blackman did not look flat-footed in today's match. Uh, when I saw him walking to the parking lot. There you go. Jamal Blackman was awful tonight. <laughs> But he has nice hair. He does. He has great hair. He's six foot six. He is a physical specimen. But I got to tell you, I don't know if I could be less impressed with our keeper than what we saw from Jamal Blackman. He is six six. He is six six. That is impressive. But I'd rather have a six four dude with ten. Was it ten clean sheets? That'd be eleven, Philly. Oof, eleven on the season. I don't know who we're talking about though. Don't worry about it. Like I said, there's friends that want to drop him off at the airport. I'll pick him up. Hell, I'll buy his ticket. And at this point, by the way, Philly, ten minutes in, it's all Dallas after this for the next while. As Franco Hara hit the post, Pomacall, Cervania, Martinez, all miss an attempt. At least Sifu had one. Uh, for us to keep them honest. Oh, but but that one a minute later, scarf. Yes, that was. I mean, I that. Tell me, your your heart didn't skip a beat. Your heart didn't jump into your throat. Yeah. You weren't you weren't ready to puke out a uh, a uh, an aorta when when the ball clanged off the uh, the crossbar. And, and and another thing, you want to talk about getting caught flat footed? I don't yes. want I don't want to totally rip into into Jamal Blackman. Why not? Yet, he was but, terrible. I mean, he watched that sucker just float there. Just float there, like not even like any bit of gumption to like stop it or maybe be there to catch it once Philly, it fell off the ricochet. He's only six six. What do you expect? I mean, I would have had a pretty good glimpse of like the crossbar <laughs> without standing too tall. Look, Philly, I've said it. I'll say it again. He was awful. He was absolutely terrible today. Jamal Blackman. Look, I could have had the exact same performance as Jamal Blackman tonight. I could have. I think you would have at least tried to make that play. Oh, I would have looked silly running backwards to try to make a play on it. Absolutely. But I I would have at least done. Look, I I don't want to harp on Jamal Blackman. He did have one good save. But I do know that he hasn't seemed what I would call super athletic in terms of going left to right, getting to anything. Yes, he's 6'6". Do you know what I would do to be 6'6", Philly? <laughs> I don't want to know what you I, would do to be 6'6". All six. I'm saying is I might have less toes and fingers. I would be 6'6". Six six. It would be pretty it's incredible. one way to barter yourself. But in the 26-minute, Philly, you weren't here yet. And I said to the television, while Nina and Panda were talking, I literally said, wait, what? you do doing a wait huh what moment without me i I did one in my seat sitting here in in the heart of screenland culver city california (laughs) judging by your reaction that's more than what you did i I looked at the television and i saw bryce duke warming up and i saw raheem raheem edwards warming up (laughs) and and i literally looked at the television (laughs) and i go wait what what, what, that's more like a wait. Why? I, I, when? Okay. This this twenty six minutes into the match. I'm going right to the bar. Hold on. 20, 26 minutes into the match, the way that we were playing, and to then bring in Raheem Edwards. I'm not gonna lie, everybody. I, I don't want to say that I saw our season slowly slipping away, but the way that we were playing. It should have already been two or three nothing, and now we're bringing in Raheem Edwards. I'll say this. Bob finally saw what we all saw, that this was going to get awful in a hurry. And look, I'm going to say this, Philly. You can let me know what you think about this. If the team looked like they had quit, and it kind of looked like they had quit, 
Bob refused to go down without a fight. He sent the wake-up call to Daniel Chrysostomo. He sent the wake-up call to Marco Farfan. I don't, I don't see what a lot of people see in Daniel Chrysostomo. I don't see it. I, all due respect to Daniel Chrysostomo, another player who I think you've mentioned it a few times about Danny Musovsky and others, a very good USL player. Who I love being, Moose. Moose is a pretty decent MLS player. Absolutely, but Daniel Chrysostomo is being thrown into huge MLS minutes for what might be USL talent. And for Marco Farfan to come off for Raheem Edwards, I think it really sent a message to Marco Farfan. 26 minutes into the match, Philly, Bob had to kind of, sort of, almost hit the panic button. But was it a good idea? Because a mere, what, four or five minutes later, yes, sir. LAFC on a counter, and it just so happens that there is a penalty in the box. And for a change... We are the happy recipients of a look-see, a looky-loo at the VAR. And as a result of that, the pride of FC Dallas, Matt Hedges, gets charged with a foul in the box. And Philly, I double-checked our facts. It was indeed Raheem Edwards that drew the penalty. Yes. And then, Philly, take it away, my friend. Break out. Break out the bongos. Because we saw the first goal from Chicho Arango. Arango. Yeah. That was that was a thing. All right. That was good. Yeah, but the, the shot itself, man, like the fact, it always scares the hell out of me when you have a person like 11 meters away from the goal shooting it dead center. You know, like it's just like you think of the video games. Like I remember I had a Super NES game. I forgot what soccer version it was. And I know that. World Cup 94? And maybe, no, maybe, maybe. I don't remember the name of the game, but obviously one of those crazy graphic games where if you just didn't know how to play the game and you let your keeper stand there, you'd get a save on another person who didn't really know how to play the game either. Like, shooting it in the middle is a scary thing, and it just so happened, Keeper got a hand on it. But the way it trickled off of him, he got his hand on it, but thankfully, the uh, the trajectory of that ball, it spun backwards rather than forwards, and Chicho did make a run-up to it. He didn't have to add any more uh, you know, boot to leather, because that ball went in, and just like that, Thankfully, we tie this flipping game. Yeah, look, I figured out Chicho Arango's penalty kick taking style, right? Like he does a little stutter step and steps up to the ball and kind of hesitates. And if you make the first move left or you make the first move right, he's going to try and put it in the opposite direction. And what he did, I think he thought that the keeper would go a little bit more to the keeper's right than he did. The keeper kind of stuttered right and then went back left, got that left hand on it, but a little too much mustard on it there from Chicho Arango. And Chicho is what? Is he five for five on PK? Six for six? Like it's He's actually got a better percentage. Uh, newsflash, shocking, a higher percentage from PKs uh, in his short tenure here than even Carlos. Uh, look, I think he's got the best percentage of PKs out there. He's been unbelievable. And look, he, he's been Mr. Automatic on the PK stripe. And Philly, half hour in? All right. Now it's a 60-minute match. And just when you thought it was safe... To head into the locker room yeah. level, Philly, LAFC reminds all of us of the Jekyll and Hyde show that we have been this season. It's Franco O'Hara, Argentina's own, playing out the string in Frisco, Texas, who gets behind the defense off a pass from Obreon. Mamadou Fall just looking lost. The defenders not knowing which way to go. I really thought if Jamal saw the defender coming to Hara's right side, he'd try to cut off the left that would involve Jamal Blackman actually moving, which did not happen at all on the play. And LAFC looks just as lazy and uninspired defending this play as they have all half. And I'm saying it again. Though we had the goal, and though Raheem Edwards, of all people, delivered that little shot of energy, what an awful half for LAFC. Yeah, it was. I mean, at that point, I was beginning to think to myself that God purely is a revolution fan because he just wants to see them steal all of LAFC's records because LAFC is just not being very good. Can the sun shine on us for a little bit? Please, please. This, for a young club, and as we've seen over the course of the regular season, backbreaking. Like, the... the the mental strength, the mental toughness when they would get in a situation like this normally crippled them. Thankfully, Bob must have said something to them with, uh, w w in the locker room. But before we get into halftime stats, yes, what's up with Chicho trading his jersey so early on 
in the game. Was that with Obreon, right? I believe so. I think it was. I mean, I caught a glimpse of it. We didn't DVR it, but, you know, we're looking at this and like, is the game over? Like, I haven't I, seen that. If, if it happened, I clearly wasn't paying any attention to it. But you know what? If it's a gesture, if it's a superstitious thing, I don't care when he does it anymore as long as he can have a second half performance like he's going to. I, I'm going to say this. I think this is the old school kind of 90s NBA mentality, 80s NBA mentality that I've, I've got here. Baggy pants and trash talking? The, the Definitely trash talking. Not so sure about the baggy pants, although maybe tucking in your jersey a la Chris Wondolowski who scored today. That being said, I, I've always been of the mindset, and, and this might be a newsflash to all of you millions. And millions. Thank you. I am not, nor have I ever been, a professional athlete. There you go. Shut the front there you go. door. I said it. I said Shut it. Shut the front I, I door. I let the cat out of the bag. You were how, a solid amateur kickball pitcher, though. How, <laughs> thank you. However, look, I was... The Philly just mentioned it. All right, I'm going to talk about it right now. My, my fledgling amateur kickball pitching career. Not going to lie, I'm pretty good. Okay? I'm pretty good. I, I'm not the Randy Johnson. I'm more of the Greg Maddox. I'll carve you up. Left, right, strike zone, little knuckleball, little slurve, little, little throwing the off-speed pitch there. And we played against some great teams in that kickball tournament. Thank you to Black Army and to everybody for organizing that. Athletes in the making, baby. Shout out, Vic. But you know what? I'm not in the middle of the third or fourth inning running over to the guys in D9U, to the guys in Cuervos, to the guys in any of the other teams that we played and going, hey, you want to you wanna swap jerseys? Because we're buds, right? We're friends. Not even to the kids and the athletes in the making team that we beat two to one. <laughs> I'm not giving them my jersey until after the game is over. I want a win or die mentality from my best player on the team. That being said, Philly's absolutely right. If that's what it takes, oh my God, he had a great second half. And let's talk about it right now. Yep. Forget second the second half. We, they had more possession, more shots, and we're tied on goal. We sucked. That being said, Philly, you and I are going to have dinner with the man who subbed in at halftime with our buddy Eddie. It's going to be Eddie. It's possibly going to be Philly. It's definitely going to be Scarf. Why would Pop? What? What else am I doing? You said. You were like, I got a lot on my plate. Hold on. Don't make any plans for me. We'll see what's going on. So you got to ask me before we start drinking. Like, no, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. Not before. After. Yes. That's sorry. when I ask you pretty much all the important things I ever need to ask you. Sebastian Abiaga coming in for Tristan Blackman. And I'm actually not going to lie. When I saw the sub, Philly, I didn't know Tristan Blackman was in the game. I, I had no idea. Did you have any idea? Um, not until I read the starting report earlier on in the pod. Yeah. Had no idea Tristan Blackman was in the game. I'm glad he's getting some good run. 50th minute, Sifu missing. Look, go back and look <laughs> at this. Sifu should have got a little bit more on this header than he did. He missed it well wide. He was sitting right in the box on this. Maybe try to go top shelf on it with the next time. Not so sure. But I thought he really needed to put that one on target. And it was great service from Brian. Yes, Brian. Indeed it was. Indeed it was. 59th minute, we see another LAFC sub. We see Danny the Moose. And did Dallas know that they were going to be raided with a moose attack? Certainly not. A moose versus a longhorn. That would actually be a pretty interesting battle, although in terms that, of nature, the longhorn, longhorn would, would yeah. win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough, fair Mo enough. Moose is all muscle, but that longhorn is like two, three tons of just hate. <laughs> Yeah, longhorns are scary, scary creatures. Although, if the moose could just get around the longhorn, get it going laterally there. If the moose was behind the caboose of the longhorn, never mind. There's a lot going on but, right But here's, here's the shocking part. Okay. And this is kind of refers back to something we mentioned earlier in the pod. Go on. The $85,000 man comes in for the million-dollar man. Ha, 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 but that's just a shocking thing. Brian wasn't happy. Wait, 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 Everybody's wait. got a price. That was a million-dollar man Ted DiBiase reference Yeah, it right was. There. Money, money, oh. money. The one thing that hasn't aged well from that, Virgil. No. Well, I mean, th that dude still goes around like little stores with his million-dollar belt and just signs autographs. You ever see the movie The Wrestler? Yes. And they were like doing that and like, you know, like VFWs and stuff like that. I don't know. But he did have a hide in his career. Whatever. He was a million-dollar man. He was a big deal for a little bit. 
It was, and he beat the Million Dollar Man, and he won the Million oh, Dollar Man. Oh, you're talking about Virgil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about Virgil. I mean, I mean, the Million Dollar Man, one of the greatest heels in know. the history of professional wrestling. Absolutely. Shout, uh, out, shout out to Larry, by the he, way. Yeah, dude. <laughs> in the, the NXT stuff, there's this other dude named Cameron Grimes, who's like this second coming of the Million Dollar Man. So dumb. The, the, no, I think no. the little vignettes that he did with Ted DiBiase. I, I, I lost my mind watching them. But again, this is the ADD kicking in. Look, Squirrel, moving right along. Yeah, Mo- Philly. Moose <laughs> comes in for Brian. $85,000 man for the million dollar man. Brian was not happy, but clearly neither was Bob if he was willing to sub Danny in at that crucial moment in this and, match. And notice, it wasn't Bob who consoled Brian as he headed over to the bench. It was Zach Abdel. <laughs> the goalkeeper coach. The goalkeeper coach who was literally just trying to get Brian to the bench. He wasn't even saying, nah, don't be pissed. He was just saying... Be pissed over here. That's all I want you to do. Look, 75th minute, we all thought it was offside. They went to VAR. They looked at it. What looked like an offside pass, Danny Musowski knifing through the center of the pitch and finding a streaking who, Philly? Oh, God. Nah, Chicho. Chicho Arango. I didn't know what he was going to do for Chicho's brace. He's not the only one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a brace with Chicho. But what I love about this play, Philly, guys, everybody out there, go back and look at the buildup of this play. This play could have been played in a three-yard wide strip in the middle of the pitch. Jamal Blackman to Jesus David Murillo, who finds Bryce Duke. Who finds Danny Muscovsky? Muscovsky. What? Danny Musovsky, who finds Chicho. Sorry, I also have heartburn right now. Right through the better heartburn than a heart murmur. Oh my goodness! Absolutely right. That being said, literally a zipper through the middle of the field from Jamal Blackman all the way through to Chicho. I haven't seen a buildup. From our keeper to putting the ball in the back of the net like this in, I, I can't even remember how many times this season we've seen a clinical finish. And I and look, I don't know if it's LAFC being clinical or if it's FC Dallas being terrible. But either way, <laughs> if you go watch the buildup of that play, it's a simple, straightforward pass from Jamal Blackman to Murillo. Murillo makes a, a little bit of an extra pass to Bryce Duke. And again, I thought Bryce Duke's pass to Moose put Moose offside. I was wrong. And then a quick pass to his left. And Chicho, beautiful finish. This is what we've come to expect from our number nine. Two goals, Philly. And just like that, we're back level. True. Scary moment, though, because he did collide with the keeper. And at one point, he's motioning to the bench. Medic, like that kind of deal. It was scary. It would have been a bittersweet thing to have him have an equalizer, but to go down. We thought our season was over. We did, but somehow that magic spray came right back out, and he hobbled a little bit, ran on the sideline, and came back in, and just like that, Chicho coming into this game with seven goals as our leading scorer, currently at nine, but real quick, I don't like to go backwards when it comes to looking at these game recaps, but I'm sure there are plenty members of the millions and millions that are curious as to what happened in the 52nd moment, 52nd minute rather, when there was an apparent goal by Chicho that was called off scarf. You haven't been a, a, a ref, not a ref, I'm sorry, a coach. Also and, a ref. And, okay, and a ref. And I know Nina has a commanding knowledge of refing yes. and the game because she was a ref. Yes. Why don't you tell the millions, and millions why that play was called off? All right, look, so the deal was, and I don't remember the player, it might have been... Latif, I think, was the was person it, that was out of a position. He yeah. might have been the one in the so, offside. So someone was in a clear offside position, but all they did was stand there like a statue. They didn't make a play on the ball. They didn't do anything else, which normally would be fine if you're not playing through that player then your call could still be not offsides however that being the case there was there were so many players built up in the box at that time that what the referee looked at is he said okay even though this player wasn't involved they took attention away from the defensive side they had to account for that player who was also in an offside position so that wiped out the goal and and not a bad call not a bad call at all. You look at it, and uh, I don't think anybody disagreed with the call after the fact. And and he was, I mean, we're talking like Lonzo Ball, old school cherry picking offside that far back uh, on the play. And look, I can't be upset at it. It was the right call. 
Yes, nobody involved in that play in particular was off, but the player who was off brought the attention of the defense. So we're off in the 52nd minute. Thought we were off in the 75th minute. However, Philly, in the 79th minute, look, I'm going to say this. Since he's found his way out of the doghouse, Philly, I love the way Latif Blessing is playing. I absolutely love the way Latif Blessing is playing. With the exception of the occasional mishap when it comes to passing on a counter, yes, Latif is our Swiss Army Blade. I'm a big fan of Latif. But you know who I'm a big fan of in the 79th minute? Uh, Who would that be? So I got to say, it starts with Mamadou Fall getting the ball, passing that sucker inside of the box, and it just so luckily bounced off a defender's legs and landed oh so opportunistically in front of the hat-trick hero of the match. Break out your bongos for a third time for Chicho. Chicho Arango. Ten goals on the season. I would like to apologize for that being in everybody's head for about the next 24 to 48 hours. It'll be longer. You know what? Here's the deal. I would rather sing a fun version of the Copacabana song in reference to Chicho scoring goals as opposed to referencing the song Loser by Beck talking about any one of our team members, uh, team members, anybody on the team or the season. Look, that being said, Philly, you, you and I talked about it. I, the the whole Chicho Arango thing, it's it's called an ear earworm, right? It just it doesn't get out. It's there. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Holy Copacabana let, trifecta, let, Batman. Let, let, let me tell you something, everybody. If from Wednesday, October twentieth tonight through November, you have Barry Manilow, Christian Philly Philemon's version of Chicho Arango in your head, that means good things are afoot at the Circle K, everybody. That's right. That was that was a that was a Bill and Ted's excellent. Adventure reference for all of you. I'm saying this. As much as I can't get the damn thing out of my head. You're welcome. If it's in my head for the next three or four weeks, that means we're going streaking, everybody, through the playoffs and into the MLS Cup. I'm I'm saying it. If Chicho keeps scoring, we're going to be all right. But it did all start with Latif Blessing. Beautiful job there to take down that ball, to settle it. Played it wide to Mamadou Fall. Mamadou Fall's pass went completely across goal. Luckily deflected by a Dallas defender right to Chicho. And by the way, Philly, the first hat trick for LAFC since July 18th, 2020. Nice. When Diego Fenerbahce, Rossi himself, had won in a 6-2 win over Carson in God, the COVID, the COVID Cup. Cup. That was so long ago. There you that go. Was really, I guess that makes sense. That really was our last hat trick. That- Way to pull that out, man, because the thought literally came across my mind, but you somehow managed to spike in that knowledge. I love it. That's what I do, my friend. 84th, we got a sub. We got a Michelada on the field. Miche Galina Michelada. in for a hobbled Chicho. I figure at some point, like somebody threw something on the field. Yeah, well, I mean, look, that. Ha- Did you guys see Guillermo Ochoa get absolutely peppered in the in Mexico's last game? He was getting drilled by cups and beers and all kinds of stuff. And I got nothing to lie. I don't feel bad for him. No, so I don't feel go. bad for him at all. He deserves that, all. That of being that. said, look, it was Miche Galina. It, you have to think, right? Imagine Philly. I'm a, we, I'm a Lissy. I'm a Lissy. We love. And we'll say it again. We love Jordan Harvey. Oh, my God, yeah. Love Jordan Harvey. You're Bob. And you're sitting there going, all <laughs> are right. Are you Neil? All right. Are you, <laughs> <laughs> are you Neil and Bob? <laughs> uh, so Chicho has to come out, and you're thinking, all right, I kind of have to park the bus here. 84th minute. We're up 3-2. We got to figure out a way how to not screw this up. Does it go through your mind at all? You're watching Miche Galina, this young kid warm up who can run all over the field and do everything. And we also have the closer down there, Jordan Harvey, number two. Bob's got to look at the two and go, maybe I bring in the closer. Maybe I bring in the closer. And then he watches Miche Galina do that cone drill just a little bit quicker. And he's like, or maybe I bring in Miche. What are you thinking there, Philly? I mean, with the luck we've been having... You want to all but assure that no mishaps or mistakes can happen. You go back in time and get Jordan Harvey first season. Obviously, white caps Jordan Harvey would no no doubt. But 2018 Jordan Harvey, you stick with him. Look, we love Jordan, 
The fact of the matter is, Nietzsche probably a little quicker. A little bit. Uh, a bit more stamina than Jordan. A little bit. Uh, I guess he's like even had more playing time this, this season than, than, than Jordan I mean, has. yes. Technically, but, that's but true. But Mur- LAFC is all about Murphy's Law this season. What can go wrong will go wrong. But thankfully, despite having six minutes worth of injury time and a really stupid yellow card by Danny the Moose, by the way, yeah. in the 89th minute, there really was... We were pretty decent in terms of injury time. We were. There might have been a last-second snafu that could have been a little scary, uh, but but that was it. We we end up winning, and thankfully, we still have an opportunity to make a run in the postseason. Look, LAFC is not a really good team on the road, and to be in a situation where we really had to come from behind on a on a peppyless FC Dallas team. I mean, we could talk about how awful that is and, and all right, this team doesn't deserve this, this team doesn't deserve that. But you know what? Regardless of what they deserve, there are four games left. And at the very least, in my little Philly feeble mind, I would like to think we have five games left, yeah. meaning the four games that we have and the fifth playoff game where we potentially are going to be a sacrificial lamb to Seattle because we're probably going to be the, the, the lowest seed at this point despite uh, Vancouver winning today. I mean, they, they, they leapfrogged us. Minnesota winning today. Um, Carson winning today. I mean, San Jose's kind of nipping at our heels. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not great. No, it's not great, but we can't really focus on everybody else. We need to focus on the road ahead, and LAFC's got a quick turnaround. They're not even coming home. They're going right back to Minnesota. Yeah, don't worry. I've got the rundown right here. LAFC, even after the win today, after all games were completed, LAFC remains in ninth, but... We've closed the gap ever so slightly. We now sit just three point back points back, excuse me, of a playoff uh, uh, spot. Uh, uh, three uh, 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 points back of a playoff spot with 40 points in 30 matches. Ahead of us in eighth is RSL with a game in hand and 42 points. So that's not good. Vancouver, fresh off their 3-2 comeback win against Portland today, are now above, that's right, Vancouver Whitecaps after firing Mark Dos Santos and bringing in Brian White are now above the playoff line sitting on 43 points in seventh Minnesota and Carson also both won today so no changes above Vancouver and like you said Philly four games remaining and a total of 12 more points we can take home on the season Minnesota in just three days on the 23rd and then three days later they got a rough one Seattle. Oh, God. At home on the 26th. Oh, God. Likely Another with, bad day of the week, by li- the way. Li- likely with Raul Ruiz Diaz, Christian Roldan, Joao Paulo, and maybe Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris. Oh. Okay. God is a Sounders fan and a Revolution fan this <laughs> so season. So, look, all I'll say is this, Philly. We thought that sporting would take us behind the woodshed. And what wound up ha- have, happening honestly. was, but what wound up ha- happening was, <laughs> that we, sounded rather Elmer <laughs> But what wound up happening was, we brought out the woodshed to them, and it was the best game we've played all season. Four nothing, LAFC over Sporting at home. That was an so anomaly. You're yes, saying there's a chance. I love this. If we come into the match, if we beat Tyler Miller. And come in with nine points in three matches. The nine points that I said we needed. And you agreed. We needed all nine of these coming back home to Seattle. If we can just get a draw. If we can just, we can find a way to eke out a point. Or God forbid, Mamadou fall with another brace as he flies high into the air in front of the cathedral of the black and gold at 3252. If Chicho Arango continues his torrid scoring pace. Torrid scoring, I like if, that. If maybe, just maybe, Philly, we get a little something from Edward Atuesta in the midfield. From Charlie Candle himself, Carlos Kadishak, Carlos Vela. Maybe we eke out a result against Seattle and then two matches left. Vancouver. And Mark Anthony Kay, Stephen Betashore, and the Colorado Rapids. Is it not Vancouver right before that? I think it's Vancouver right before that. Mm, I think. Possibly. I'll I mean, I, we, we, Philly, we. your thoughts as I look it up. Look, 
to steal a, a line from uh, our, our boy uh, P. Diddy, and we know you're a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you. you listening to the podcast. Thanks, Thanks Diddy. <laughs> it's official. We survived what we've been through. LAFC's got drama, but the saga still continues. We still are in it. We're not eliminated. You know who is? Dallas became officially eliminated today. Bye-bye. FC Broccoli, well, pretty much at the start of the season, kind of like that Family Guys thing with like the Mets. Uh, here's the first pitch of the season, and th- no, here's the first pitch, and there's the season. That's, that's FC Dallas. Bye-bye. And then, of course, Houston. Ew. Bye-bye. It's not so pleasant in the Lone Star State. The stars at night are not big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. So that's my thought. I'm a, I'm pretty pleased with this. If we can go out there and beat Minnesota, good things are coming. We're we're riding a bit of a hot streak, a hot streak which seems to uh, you know, evade us. <laughs> it does look really bad, by the way. In what sense? You look at the standings and everybody else is still in it, but you get Austin Dallas Houston. All eliminated. Dear God. They're also the only three teams in the Western Conference averaging fewer than a point a match. It's just, it's bad. It is bad. It's bad. Yeah, well, look, our season sucks for what our expectations are, but, you know, their season's over, so their season kind of sucks a bit more than us. Like yeah. I said, the uh, we got drama, but the saga still continues. And, and, and I would like to mention something. There's a great article on MLS Soccer. Uh, that's Major League Soccer. Soccer, Soccer. <laughs> That uh, I think it was put out either today or yesterday. In the last, I think it's since 2013, LAFC with still four matches, actually it was five matches up until that stat was put out to play. They've had the second worst, all right, stay with me on this, expected goals versus goal differential in the history of Major League Soccer since 2013. They're like 23 goals worse than their expected goals that they should have scored. Clown shoes. It's absolutely unreal. And I know nobody likes expected goals, right? But I do want to throw something out there. All right. I I just want to look at the goal differential Hmm. for Portland. Expected goal scarf is like being in college and (laughs) being at a party and going, yeah, I think I could, you know. I think I could hang out with those girls. Yeah, I think I could. Uh, and then, I could make a decent impression on that person over and there. And then all four of them get into the same silver Volkswagen Jetta and go home, and you get to sit there on the couch with your Michelob Ultra, wondering what could have been. <laughs> Ooh, look, this is this is a therapy session. Let's go. Hey, there's. Uh, I'm not speaking from personal experience. <laughs> that, I don't. That's the color of that Jetta would speak otherwise. Twice. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about the uh, the goal differential for Portland on the season in fourth place with 46 points minus one the goal differential for Carson in fifth place and Minnesota in sixth place minus two Vancouver above the playoff line in seventh place minus one and then the two teams right below the playoff line Real Salt Lake plus three LAFC plus two it tells you how razor thin the margin has been for these teams but it also tells you how much luckier Portland Carson Minnesota Vancouver have all been, if they could have negative goal differentials and be above the playoff line, and here we are with our expected goals so high and our actual goals so low, it's been the entire season of, you know what? It's like being a Mets fan, you guys. It's like being a Mets fan. Painful and brutal. Painful, brutal. You come in with some high expectations. You look at your rotation. You go, dude, we got DeGrom. We got Syndergaard. We got we got all these guys at Marcus Stroman we brought uh, in. Bit by this the injury bug. There goes the season. And then all of a sudden we start actually playing and it's like, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> I mean that that could have been an LAFC thing. I mean, what the Mets wasn't it? Oh, you you misquote. I uh, I miss. I was misquoted. You corrected me. The Mets had what a seventy eight percent chance of making the playoffs at the All Star. Seventy eight percent, and yet they blew it. I mean, blew it. And, and LAFC, you know, not only did we blow, it, we were like eliminated early too. That was fun. It sucks. It's a dumpster fire. That being said, Philly, who's not eliminated from the playoffs right now? Not us. That's not right. us. And on a day where there's probably some uh, some upset Los Angeles sports fans out there, look. Oh. We know the Dodgers got pummeled by the Braves. And look, I'm, I'm with y'all. I'm a Mets fan. I hate the Braves. I am rooting for the Dodgers through thick and thin. And I really hope that they can get thick on those bats because they've been really thin in terms of hitting and stranding runners on base. But, you know, there's that. 
uh, I mean, <laughs> the new LAFC ticket prices came out, oh, and geez. you know that that might have been some somewhat of a slight perturbment. But I do have a couple of glass half full things to say about that. Go One on. is we won, and we still got a shot at the playoffs. And two, if you're perturbed by the fact that they condensed the uh, the monthly season ticket payments from ten to eight months, Which keep this in mind. <laughs> the way our season's going, you won't have to worry about opting in for playoffs because we're not going to be playing at home <laughs> with our yeah, record. We're, we're going to be on the road, so you won't have to worry about shelling out. at home. Yeah, you won't have to shell out money for playoff mm-hmm. tickets. So, hey, or we, there's your silver lining, or, I guess. Or, or we will because I'll have to give money to Carson to go play a playoff game there to watch us beat Carson and knock them out of the playoffs for the second season in our club's Could history. Could you imagine? I mean, I look. I, don't I am to, imagining I, it right now. Go I don't want. On. I don't want to get ahead of myself. You, um, you kind of put a bit of a hex on some things. I did. Yeah, with the whole November seventh decision day, our season coming down to the brink of our combating up against I, I Mark feel like Anthony Kane, Stephen Bader. Our season by saying we'll still be alive on decision. That's day true. Yeah, no, you, you're, you're right about that. But obviously, we get to decision day, which look, November seventh is. Is around the corner. You're starting to see all those Halloween, de- Halloween? Halloween decorations Halloween. coming out. I know you're already thinking about what your uh, costumes are going to be. Philly and the Scarf have been trying to do the Wayne and Garth costume for a long time. <laughs> Not sure if we're going to be able to pull that one off, but man, man, like the end of the season is right around the corner. There are four more games left, folks, and we are not trying to just record four more pods. We want to give you six or seven more, but not because we're forcing out the additional three. It's because we wanted this team to continue on with their run. Yeah, look, I've said it earlier on, just like those damn two New York Giants teams that beat the greatest living American twice in the Super Bowl they had no business even being in the playoffs. They so backed their way in as wild card teams, and yet still they went all the way. LAFC, we're gonna back our way in. We're not gonna we're not gonna tear through the league like we did in 2019. We're not gonna we're not gonna defy expectations like the greatest expansion team of all time in 2018. Heck, we're not even gonna slow play it until we get into the Champions League and play it all the way to the finals. We are going to back our way slowly, quietly, nice and easy until all of a sudden you're going to be looking at LAFC in the MLS Cup playoffs. And you know what? At that point, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. I love it. I love it Dumb so much. Dumb and dumber, but still, there's still and, a chance. And again, we've only got three more days until our next game, you guys. It's Minnesota. It's Tyler Miller. It's the Wonderwall. It's Allianz Field, the home of the 2022 MLS All-Star Game. And we're going to talk about it all in episode one. 74 of Defenders of the Bank, and you know how we like to end all of our episodes. Bye-bye.